closing statements start today in the trial of the woman accused of shooting and killing her husband in their Castleberry home more than two years ago. West News Bob Hazen joins us live outside the Seminole County Courthouse. Bob, it's likely Sherry Fitzpatrick will take the stand in her own defense. Yeah, and that's because her side of the story, her account of what happened that night is central to her defense. But we will start this morning with opening statements. Now, Sherry Fitzpatrick was in court yesterday for jury selection, which finished up last night. Castleberry police say that she killed her husband, 55 year old Timothy Fitzpatrick at their house on Winter Park Drive in 2021. At first, they say Fitzpatrick told them that she didn't know what happened to him, how he died, but later changed her story and said that he'd been a abusive towards her and threatened her. And she said she fired a warning shot to scare him off. But investigators say it was premeditated murder. And while the two sides were picking a jury yesterday, Fitzpatrick's lawyers made it clear that they will argue she was defending herself. There's a self-defense argument being made that somebody killed somebody else because of, of, of that situation. How does that make you feel? And are you capable of, of sitting on this jury? And police say that Fitzpatrick actually shot her husband twice and wore latex gloves when handling that gun. Also waited until the next day to call 911. Now she is facing first degree murder charge in this case, but the state is not asking for the death penalty. Again, opening statements starting up at 9 a.m. Reporting live at the Seminole County Courthouse, Bob Hazen, West 2 News. Bob, thank you. This morning in Orlando, four people are recovering after three separate shootings. West 2's Tony Atkins is following these investigations. And Tony, one of the people who got shot is still in critical condition this morning. Yes, yeah, Sheldon. Fortunately, though, no one was killed at this point. Police say they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they get to the bottom of each of the shooting cases. Orlando police say one happened at the villages on Millennia apartment complex near I-4. Our crew got here around five Monday evening, and by then the complex was already taped off by police. And officers say the victim in that shooting is in critical condition. However, they didn't give an update on suspects or any arrest made. Downtown, a person who was shot ended up in the area after police say he was shot in another area. This is along Central and Roslyn, and police say that victim is expected to be okay. They say they believe the shooting happened in the Rosemont neighborhood, which is about five miles away. The gunman, police say, knows the victim, and they are still out there. Then, around 1130 Monday morning, police also responded to a domestic call where they say a man and a woman were shot. Both are expected to be okay. Now, we did reach out to OPD early this morning for more details on all three of these shootings. And as soon as we get more information about what happened, we'll be sure to update these stories. Back to you. Tony, thank you. Two people are in custody this morning accused of a triple shooting outside of a hookah lounge. 23-year-old Anthony McClare faced a judge yesterday. 24-year-old Lamarius also faces charges. He's one of three people shot early Sunday morning at the lounge on Old Winter Garden Road. The two others who were hurt are expected to recover. Over to Tampa this morning where the man accused of killing two people and hurting 16 others in a shooting is behind bars this morning on no bond. 22-year-old Terrell Phillips faced a judge yesterday and police say Phillips started shooting during a fight between two groups early on Sunday morning during Halloween celebrations in Ybor City. Two people died in that shooting. 15 others got shot and one of those people has serious injuries that they're recovering from this morning. 
Well, a man who was already on parole for sex crimes allegedly tried to lure children for sex. 33-year-old Daniel Violi was released from prison in April. Since then, a 12- and 14-year-old boy have come forward saying that he offered them money in exchange for sex acts. Both of them were able to get away safely. I want to thank our victims in these cases. It is because of you and your bravery this monster is now behind bars where he belongs. You are the true heroes here. Well, Palm Bay officers say that they'll continue to monitor the community today to keep neighborhoods safe for trick-or-treaters. The Brevard County homeowner who built a man cave out of shipping containers in his backyard will have to pay up if he wants to keep them. We first told you about this a few weeks ago. Neighbors in this Indian Atlantic community complained and wanted county leaders to step in. They say he has to get rid of the shipping containers or pay $1,000 a day. The man said he turned in paperwork and got a permit for it, but county leaders said that was an accident. So now neighbors want it gone immediately. The containers, they've got to be unstacked and got out of there. In a statement, county leaders say the homeowner has 10 days to come into compliance with their code. The homeowner said he's confused as to why he's responsible for the county making a mistake and approving his permit. All right, 708 this morning, a new ice cream shop is opening at this historic location right here in Orlando. The beloved Goffs Drive-In closed last year after police say someone intentionally set it on fire. But now that beloved ice cream shop has a new name and new owners. Yeah, West Shoes Marley Martinez spoke with those owners about their hopes to keep the old legacy alive. After three months of hard work, Eric McIntosh and Jelani Gray plan to open their new ice cream shop called Sweeties. We hope that that can attract everyone who's riding by, who's passing by. Sweetie is Jelani's nickname, and their shop sits near the intersection of Orange Blossom Trail and Church Street, where the beloved Goff's Drive-In ice cream used to be. I went to Goff's as a kid. Um, I grew up coming to get their cookies and cream milkshake. That was my favorite. <laughs> Goff's had been here since 1948, but it closed last year after a fire. Orlando police arrested Alfred Kirkland, and he was charged with arson. He pleaded not guilty, and his trial is next month. The building has been shuttered since then, and for Eric, who grew up around the corner in Paramore, he says it's left a hole. There was something missing in the community, so I thought bringing back the ice cream shop would be a plus for the people around here. So now Eric and Jelani hope to make their own mark. So this is the waffle cone machine. We can't wait to put that smell to come through. By building off of an old one that Goff started. When there was segregation going on, Goff's was one of the only places that would serve both black and brown people. We didn't have to go to a separate window or anything like that. So that's near and dear to both of our hearts. You know, we're both African-Americans. We're growing up in this community. So we definitely want to continue the legacy um, that Goff established in the community. Jelani and Eric say they want to pay it forward by bringing jobs and a piece of their community back. The soft opening for Sweeties is this Saturday at 2 in the afternoon in Orlando. Marley Martinez, West 2 News. All right, everybody looks so friendly. They're ready to greet you. Uh, Sweeties will also hand out candy to trick-or-treaters tonight. Getting into the spirit as well.